I want to talk about shame today uh, because I find shame to be a really, really fascinating um, and a very primal human emotion. And I can't really uh, say human for sure because I don't know if it exists in other animals or not. But it is extremely primal. I was reading something um, and it said that uh, all human actions are primarily um, inspired by one of the two things. It's either love or fear. I don't know how true that is. But if I had to name a third thing that drives a lot of our actions um, on both a big level and a, on a macro and a micro level, that would be shame. And also shame is something that is extremely basic um, to our behavior. And it is so unconscious. Uh, we aren't usually um, conscious of it unless in in moments in some for example some embarrassing thing happened um your card got declined or you forgot some some somebody's name or you thought someone was waving at you when they weren't they were waving at somebody else those small moments is where sometimes when we feel embarrassed we feel a sense of shame um explicitly however behind a lot of our actions i believe shame is a determ- determining factor but it is a very unconscious determining factor so we never are really aware that it is coming for a from a place of shame or uh, or self esteem or pride um and it's also not a surprise that shame is related very very deeply related to a lot of extremely serious and chronic mental health um diseases mental health conditions um such as depression anxiety and some even more neurological conditions shame has a very deep relationship with all of these conditions and in some cases it becomes like a chicken and an egg relationship where one thing feeds the other so for example very chronic and long term and very deep sense of shame about ourselves about any aspect of ourselves uh, the way we look our personality our brain our financial background our color very deep sense of shame about anything associated with one's image of ourselves um can trigger depression and then chronic depression leads to shame because you feel ashamed of being depressed you can also feel ashamed of feeling ashamed um and the implications that shame has on our life isn't really only limited to the realm of mental health conditions i think it affects the way we live our lives for example um this is a very far fetched example but this is something that i um watched yesterday so i can directly relate it to shame in perhaps eastern societies in south asian continents um pride is a big thing because the societies are collectivist in nature that is the general consensus that the societies value uh, traditionally they value um the collective over the individual 
so the individual has so it is basically the individual for the state or the individual for the society and not vice versa so you have a greater responsibility towards the society and choosing your own individual um, happiness or individual preferences over what what the society has laid out in front of you um is considered as a disgraceful thing to do so basically those societies they value uh, pride in a certain way more than the western society the western society also has its own things its own uh, yardsticks where they value pride more but we'll we can talk about it later but for this example so in an eastern society perhaps where i come from in south asian continents we have several um, very unfortunate cases of acid attacks where um, jilted lovers sometimes or sometimes somebody who just wants to take a revenge from a woman throws acid on her face um in an attempt to disfigure her face um and that is the ultimate form of revenge and yesterday i was this is extremely unfortunate and yesterday i was listening to a talk by one of the survivors of this attack um and she during her talk she asked why do you think this happens why do you think men do this because you are from the same society that these men are from and i am from the same society so you have to have an idea of why they do this and then she went on to speak about you know the idea of masculinity of of uh, perhaps strong feelings of um, hurt over one's pride when the girl refuses or declines your your offer so there is an aspect of shame in that because uh, the way your pride is perhaps constructed in those societies it is really not you can't process um the fact that the girl that you liked has refused but i i think there is truth in that but i think there is a deeper truth in the fact that shame can be used as a tool for punishment and when you disfigure the girl's the, a woman's face or the way she looks that throughout the world the way a woman looks and to a certain extent that is true for men but i think it is truer for women the the most valued thing that a woman can have is the way she looks that is the thing that comp- gives her the most of her value and then later her qualities her talents or her personality that can add to that but the most value that she gets is from the way she looks and that shows that has implications in everything that she goes on to do that has implications in her job that has implications in the kind of people she can or cannot marry or she can or cannot date that applies to men as well but um, i would say it is more one tone and the dependence on looks is much higher when it comes to women so taking that away and so therefore a large part of how we as women also have the self image for ourselves is determined by how we look 
um and to uh, to hurt somebody's self image is to hurt their pride is to um induce feelings of shame in in them the more you hurt and the the more the deeper you take a jibe the deeper you hurt somebody's image of themselves the deeper the shame you can cause them and when in a society where a woman's most valued asset is the way she looks you are disfiguring it in a way that it can never really at least at the present level of technology that we have it can never really come back to how it was before you are taking away and then what what she is going to see in the mirror along with the horrendous pain and the medical procedures unending medical procedures and the health implications that come with that attack along with all i don't think those things are even in the minds of the people who attack i think in their minds primarily is the fact that i am going to disfigure her face so now she is going to have to live with this face for the rest of her life and the shame that will come with living with it will be so it is unimaginable and perhaps that gives them that to them is a revenge bigger than killing somebody and it really is in a lot of ways bigger than killing somebody because you are harming their their picture of themselves um to such an extent that it takes unhuman um superhuman courage to rise above that and to still keep on living with that so this is just an example of how shame or the sense of shame and the awareness that the possibility of shame that exists within you also exists in the next person i think intuitively you know it you may not know it intellectually because intellectually to know the way the shame exists in somebody else and their relationship with shame and how they handle shame you have to know the person uh, deeply and intimately however intuitively just by virtue of being a human being and the other person being a human being you kind of know that they have a relationship to shame because you have a relationship to shame and by the knowledge of the society that you live in you know what might trigger the their relationship with shame the most um in western societies for example in the us especially um in this country so much of a person's self portrait a person's self image will be determined by how well they are doing in their life financially so if you are doing um, in a primarily capitalistic society that focuses very much on the individual your worth in the society will be determined by um what you are earning so a lot of times the means you used to earn them they become immaterial it doesn't matter whether what you are doing is truly benefiting the society or is truly meaningful um whether the work is meaningful or sometimes it can even be detrimental it can be harmful to the society but if you somehow manage to build an empire off of that work 
worth billions of dollars your work becomes it is forgiven the damage that is caused by the work is forgiven and you become a role model so in this society um a lot of shame can be associated with the fact that you aren't earning as much as the next person or perhaps you aren't doing as well for yourself as you're supposed to so um an example of this would be in this society it there would be a lot of shame perhaps or socially we would all if there's a conversation happening we would all find it acceptable to associate shame with for example a 40 year old man who for whatever reason is living with his parents so we are kind of conditioned to feel that it is okay to associate shame with the with that person with the situation that he has quote unquote put himself in he must be doing something wrong in his life uh, to be in that situation now um in indian society or in south asian societies traditionally if i have to go back like 40 years ago 50 years ago a 40 year old man who decides to not take care of his parents if his parents are old they want to live with him and he decides to not live with them he is willing to send them money he is willing to um send them some help so that they can take care of themselves but he doesn't want to live with them that would be um attributed with a lot of shame because that is your contract with the society because your parents take care of you and in in turn you are supposed to take care of them when they are old when they are too old to take care of themselves so what triggers and doesn't trigger shame it can depend a lot i think um socially geographically um it can change with um where you live however i do think there are some universal things or they can be maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe there are still some universal things that can uh, trigger shame um and how you look is one thing that is it can be pretty universal now the definition of how you should look that can vary but i think in any region whatever that particular region's definition of desirability is or their definition of beauty is if you the farther away you are from that the more shame you tend to feel over the way you look um however it is becoming more and more streamlined today i think today more and more people are kind of the definition is still very narrow but it is becoming more uniform because of media because of internet um so the the definition of beauty in different areas is becoming more and more same it's still very narrow it will still exclude most normal people but it's it's still becoming more monotonous more same um and then i think it also depends upon uh, personality types because you have to i have had to ask a very important question uh, to myself in relationship to the in the relationship that i have with shame um if there were no outside uh, observer 
if i was in solitude is shame something that can be experienced in solitude meaning can it be experienced when there is no outside observer or when i am not looking at myself through the eye of a third person can shame be observed then um uh, if i imagine really not looking at myself through anything that is outside of me i really can't imagine feeling shame however i'm not sure but i don't think that unless you place an observer outside of yourself and we all have very varying observers outside of ourselves um sometimes it can be the collective ideas that are floating around in in the world that we live in of how you should be or how you should look or what um is the money that you should make or whether or not you should have a degree that can be a determining factor sometimes it can be a person it can be a parent who maybe is always disappointed in us it can be a person who we like can be they don't really like us so our observer is them and we look at ourselves through their eyes and then constantly failing to live up to whatever we think is their ideal uh we feel a sense of shame we feel inadequate and we feel unworthy um i felt interested in this topic because i think that shame and depression have such a um uh, such a basic relationship i think in the absence of one the other would become very weak although the implications implications of shame are in no way only limited to depression i think it uh, when i said it's a very primal emotion i think it um affects every single of our um actions in our life and we don't even realize it it is so unconscious however its relationship with depression particularly it's extremely um it's an extremely basic relationship so if there was no shame if shame didn't exist as an emotion or if it didn't exist in the sphere uh, in the realm of depression depression would find it very difficult to continue and if there was no depression um perhaps shame wouldn't be as lethal as or as destructive to um the psyche of a person as it can be i can't pinpoint shame as an absolute villain because i feel like a sense of shame in some ways does keep us from doing things that are absolutely immoral in some way or that are that can be harmful to someone else um in that way i don't know what the relationship between shame and guilt is but i think shame as an emotion um it at a certain level it becomes very passive so it does not remain about what i am doing and therefore it does not have anything to do anymore with what i can do better 
so as long as i'm feeling like okay this is what i did wrong i feel a little little bad about it so now the next time i want to change this i want to change this i want to change that as long as shame or guilt remains about that um it i think it cannot be considered as a complete villain when shame becomes about something very basic about who i am not what i'm doing who i am as in the way i look the my where i come from or what my financial situation is what my family is like what my life is like or in some cases of abuse uh, sometimes people associate the abuse with themselves so they feel shame for being abused because they feel like why is this happening to me that means something must be wrong with me and that leads to feeling of shame so when shame becomes about something uh that i am instead of something that i am doing and therefore it can be corrected uh, i think that's when it it can be called a villain a complete villain because um then from there that leads to all the mental dysfunctions and um perversions and problems that we can think of um even addiction so much of a lot of times when people have kind of when people have the their shame under control or when they they have learned to manage it without ever really realizing that they are managing it and so many people are like that uh, people who are able to quote unquote functionally participate in the society they have good level of self confidence they can kind of um participate in um the community and with reasonable level of confidence and they do feel shame and they do have shame but somehow they are they have learned to manage it and it hasn't spiral out of control a lot of times when you talk to those people they or somebody who has never had any kind of addiction at all they can't really comprehend an addiction um alcohol or drugs or whatever kind of addiction as a problem they can't um help but blame the person who is addicted because ultimately they are making a choice right they are making a choice to consume the drug or to smoke another cigarette it is your choice um however if you have experienced in your life um a situation where the shame the absolute disgust that you feel about yourself has spiraled so out of control that now it it becomes so uncomfortable and so painful for you to remain with that shame and to be able to face it that it almost becomes impossible for you to not want to run away from it so at that point of running away whatever you run away to that becomes your escape and a lot of times alcohol is that thing that people run away to drugs can be that thing that people run away to to not have to face the not have to face the pain of um being aware while they are feeling that amount of shame uh, so they want to lose awareness 
also a lot of times this is so common when people classify themselves as emotional eaters including me when i have had periods of binging or overeating when i felt um, depressed or sad or even i felt very ashamed um a lot of times food can be that escape where the feeling of shame it is so uncomfortable and if you feel like momentarily you can distract yourself with something that is more comforting you will do that and i have heard so many people who are obese and i have seen that they have patterns of emotional eating the relationship of that with shame may vary it every person will not have a similar relationship with shame but a lot of times it it can be um some uncomfortable feeling or some extremely painful feeling some shame some kind of emptiness or void that creeps upon you um when you sometimes have nothing to do or sometimes when you are alone so in order to escape that because you really don't know how to sit with it face it and the urgency that you feel when you are with that feeling the urgency can be as much as the urgency of being in a situation that involves some kind of a physical threat so somebody coming and trying to physically harm me that level of threat can be felt when if i am not used to it if i am not aware of it when i am having say a shame attack or um when i am feeling that emptiness it can almost seem like the right thing to do where you are under attack and all you are doing is taking action to change that situation so in those situations alcohol or food or drugs or cigarette or sometimes relationships or people become that action that you think you are taking to take yourself away from the attacker and the attacker is your own shame or guilt or feeling of um, feeling of unworthiness uh, discomfort with yourself and emptiness absolute emptiness um and i think um shame once it enters the equation and once you are under any kind of uh, mental health um dysfunction or condition which is chronic enough to interfere with your daily life and now shame has entered that equation meaning every time if example for example i am a person who has chronic anxiety if i am a person who has chronic anxiety now every time i feel anxiety i can't help but feel very shameful about it why am i feeling shameful because i see all these people around me they are not anxious they are not depressed they are living normal lives and nothing threatening is happening to me but for no reason i am anxious so what other option do i have but to believe that there actually is something wrong with me um for me to feel anxiety when there i don't see any reason to feel anxiety nobody else is anxious for me to feel depressed when i don't see anything around me that i should feel depressed about um 
Shame then becomes the companion of whatever mental dysfunction you have. So with every bout of anxiety, with every bout of depression, there is a bout of shame. Two things that shame does is a it unravels the connections you can have with other people because once you have shame, you don't want to expose yourself to people. You want to go in a shell because you find yourself very um out of the normal you find yourself very shameful to be exposed you feel like if you expose yourself people may look at you and they may know who you really are and who you really are is shit that's the mental voice of a person who's feeling shame so the immediate attempt is to hide as much of yourself as possible um what that trying to hide does is that it makes you more and more lonely because you are craving human connection i think anybody who is experiencing shame um is experiencing shame that is high that is big enough to in magnitude to interfere with their normal life that person is also in need of um healthy perhaps honest and authentic human connection and shame makes you go into your own shell so i want human connection but i know that or i think i know that if i open myself up you are going to know how disgusting i am and that's my view of myself how can i possibly let others know that i am this person who i am so ashamed of and that can be it's a it can also be a very abstract thing so it's very difficult to pinpoint what it may not be one single quality it may just be a, a bunch of things and you, who you are the second thing that shame can do is it can pull you greater into whichever problem you have um it can pull you deeper into depression it can pull you deeper into anxiety and because you are already going into your own shell you don't want to open up to people um you don't seek help you don't even address your problems until you come to a certain level of acceptance about them and that can take years for me it did because for the longest time it was too painful to look at the fact of what was happening because that would trigger intense feelings of shame within me because it is so painful to look at the fact of what is happening it is often much easier to uh, morph the stories that we are looking at to keep the parts that we don't want to keep to not keep the parts that we don't want to keep and then to only keep the parts that will not trigger that shame in me i think we all morph our stories all of us regardless of whether or not we are diagnosed with chronic depression or any mental illness um nobody lives in the objective truth but for example i can live with a dysfunction for years without ever 
feeling that i'm living with a dysfunction that something as obvious as that can be a marker that this shame has now crossed uh, the limit where i was able to tackle it or whether where i would have been able to tackle it um shame loneliness um emptiness depression anxiety i think they're all deeply related um for other very uh, for other mental illnesses right for example schizophrenia uh, bipolar disorder i i haven't personally read about them enough to be able to say that shame does have a very huge factor to play in them but from what i have learned i think um shame not only has a factor to play in these illnesses it has a factor it has uh, implications in addiction it has implications in codependency wherein people stay in situations or relationships that are very obviously abusive to them and then sometimes from the outside when you are not into in that situation from the outside you look at it and you're like why would you ever do that why why are you stupid why are you staying don't you then it's your fault if you are staying we as people looking from the outside we make these remarks you should not stay you are this you are educated you are independent whatever you should not stay but we don't really understand i think that shame can paralyze the mind it can be crippling and we are not immune to shame even people who consider themselves normal functioning adults with no uh no diagnosable mental illness we are not immune to shame shame exists in all of us um and sometimes i think what happens is um just like sadness and despair exists in all of us but sometimes because of certain situations because of genetics i don't know what the reason is some of us cross that line and we fall into a different realm of living which then we can categorize as depression or mental illness or anxiety so i think the potential of uh, crippling shame does exist within all of us um some of us grow up uh, intuitively learning how to manage it some of us are also it is possible that we are luckier in the environments that we get while growing up and also we can be luckier in the genes that we receive i think genetics has a very uh, big role to play um from whatever at least i have learned about depression um they this is a very common um saying that the genetics load the gun and the environment fires the bullet so uh, genetics and environment and then perhaps personal response all it's an interplay of all of these things um so uh, what i was talking about was that a lot of times people are so crippled with shame that they may not realize that the shame that they feel within them tells them that they are responsible for 
how they are being treated and it's not that we don't act in ways where we are uh, motivated by the shame within us and we don't know about it uh, i think we all do that whether or not we are people who decide to put up with an abusive relationship um we are all living our lives based on unconscious triggers that we don't understand and we are not aware of um how to deal with uh, depression and shame and loneliness and emptiness um that is not an easy answer actually and these are things that i am never comfortable in saying that do this and do this and do this and you will be okay or you can deal with them you can i think learn to live with them so if i i am somebody who has experienced chronic shame or if i am or like anything in life if you have lost somebody you loved if you have lost a family member to death most likely you don't really return back to who you were before that you start from where you are after you lost them and then slowly you try to put your pieces back together in a way that hopefully you can live a life that has some meaning and some self expression i think that's the aim so i don't think a a wise or a matured outlook is really about getting back to that happy go lucky self that i was before anything happened because i think that would mean mean getting back into our childhood and that's not possible so it's i don't know i don't want to say it's not possible but i don't think it's a wise thing to really say do this do this and then you'll be fine i think a more uh, a wiser way of looking at things is this is a certain trauma or this is shame which in a lot of cases can equal a physiological trauma or there is depression or anxiety that you have chronically lived with um or that or that has impacted you deep, deeply or you feel a lot about you feel deep shame about a certain aspect of yourself a certain personality trait that you have and maybe you have developed enough uh enough tactics enough clever tricks so that you don't have to face that shame for example if you're a slightly extroverted person maybe if you feel shame you don't ever want to accept that you feel shame so you wear a mask of uh, confidence and i feel a lot of confidence can be performance so that is a trick that have that you have mastered that you've become very good at if you're slightly introverted you maybe went deeper into your own shell you refuse to accept your shame and you say no no this is who i am i am this i am that i don't like people whatever it is the stories that you tell yourself um uh, in order to not in order so you don't have to tell yourself that this is what i am ashamed of that i am ashamed of the way i speak the way i look my color where i'm coming from or i'm ashamed that i'm not making money or i'm ashamed that i got rejected by somebody i liked 
i am um, ashamed that my friends don't like me whatever it is those things are too uncomfortable to say and we can develop a lot of tricks to not have to say those things and we can live with those tricks for years and also before we get into this dealing part another thing that came into my mind a lot of times when you are dealing with chronic shame or you feel a sense of shame towards you you end up projecting that a lot on other people and this is something that i have uh, that has happened to me so i can say say this sometimes uh, when people talk to you a certain way if i reach out to a friend and i don't get a response or i don't i feel like a certain friend spoke to me in a less warm way than i felt like now it is possible that it was intentional they were just trying to be a dick and a lot of times with people uh, living with chronic shame it is also possible that a lot of things that you feel are lacking within yourself you project on others and then you tell yourself that is why they have they are behaving with with you the way they are not because whatever the reason is but because oh this is who i am that's why of course that's why i don't make as much money of course they are behaving with me that way or i don't look like that of course they are behaving with me that way um internalized shame so the shame begins when somebody else's perspective or possible rejection of you is internalized by you so you start internalizing whatever a third person or an idea in a society um might judge you by and it ends up as you projecting the, that thing that you have internalized from outside on others so now sometimes it may not be a personal thing but you will take it um personally because whatever shame you have internalized within yourself you project it um to the other person coming back to dealing uh, dealing with it so um from the get go i don't think when you are talking about uh, things like depression or shame or chronic mental health problems or even like life problems like grief loss loss of a loved one or loss of a relationship or betrayal or loss of friends if anything has affected you on a deep level or or stayed with you long enough to change you physiologically change the neurology of your mind i don't think there is a thing like getting over it or uh, going back to the state where it hadn't happened yet however i do think that for example a person who is chronically depressed they can start to live a very dysfunctional life wherein they are unable to get out of bed i am unable to go to office unable to go to college unable to do the things that i have to do what can happen if we are somehow able to and same applies to an alcoholic same applies to an addict everything what can happen is if somehow i learn to deal with my chronic shame or i learn to not just deal i somehow learn to live with it somehow learn to understand it 5% better than i understood it before 
if i somehow come to understand my grief 5% better or if i somehow um accept it um it will still hurt but what may happen is eventually i am able to bring myself to live a more functional life and what i can call a more authentic life so i will be able to get out of bed i will be able to do the things that i need to do and i also perhaps will be able to do the things that i want to do i will be um able to write i will be able to um sing i will be able to appreciate poetry art music i will be able to play i will never be the way i was before that happened but i will be able to bring myself to a place where i am able to still participate in life and that is uh priceless just to be able to participate in life um how would i do that i don't know i think in all mental illnesses and as well as anything that affects your psyche uh, the first thing is always acceptance and i think i have learned somewhere that in alcoholics anonymous when you go the first thing they make the first step is acceptance so it it is so surprising and so uh, almost weird when as a as a person who's never been addicted to alcohol or drugs you hear that so many addicts even after years of addiction they never accept to themselves that i have this alcohol problem or i have this drug problem or i have this problem of constantly craving romance or relationships um it seems so counterintuitive but i think it is so important because the moment you reach that stage where you are able to say i have this problem i have um anxiety i have i am addicted to alcohol for the past 10 years or or i am living living with chronic shame and i feel shame every time i enter into a public setting every time somebody looks at me i feel shame um ex- the thing that you are trying to escape that is so uncomfortable for you to accept when you finally accept that and acceptance comes with a lot of pain because it is it can be extremely painful to accept that you have squandered for lack of a better word 10 years or 15 years of your life with a certain mental illness or with a certain addiction you have hurt other people you have hurt yourself you have lost friends you have squandered opportunities that realization can be can it will come with a lot of pain and i think with addiction it also comes with a lot of physical pain cause um, a person's body the, their physiology is also completely conditioned according to whatever drug they were using um even if you have not spent 10 years um as an addict even if the shame is something that even if you're relatively young and you are you feel a lot of 
intense shame about something or intense depression it can be very unnerving to accept because once you accept what do you do there is really no uh, cure for it as such there are methods that you apply but then you have to accept that the condition that you are dealing with there is no 100% cure to it like with cancer sometimes in some forms of cancer when you are cancer free they declare you as cancer free but that's not true of depression that's not true of shame that's not even true of grief when you uh, lose a loved one you can have days that are really good after that loss and then you have suddenly out of nowhere you have a day where you feel like your world has crashed down um so to accept that you are facing something that you really don't know the solution to and you don't even know if a solution is possible that requires um a lot of not just courage i will say it requires a lot of being done with your problem like when you're just done with your problem and you are like whatever pain is going to come it's fine i'll take it i have no other choice but to do it so then you accept and then once you accept you kind of in some way try to pay attention to what is happening i think and that attention again can come with a lot of pain because those feelings are extremely uncomfortable but you start paying attention and uh, out of that attention i think sometimes things may emerge that will work for your particular psyche for your particular personality type um for somebody it can be writing for somebody it can be something else something else something else uh for somebody it can be talking um i think the idea is to be able to reach a stage where you feel a minimal amount of shame in saying that i have this problem of chronic shame or i feel shameful of this and i think it goes the same with depression also the idea is to reach a point where you're able to say yes i have had you know chronic depression for so and so period of time such and such period of time without really um having the clarity of mind to face the fact implies that there is still some distance between you and the fact means you have covered some distance you are not still there where you were unable to get get out of your bed um and different techniques may work for different people at different times so for the first few months it can be one thing then it's another thing um and i think from my experience uh you always have days that will pull you down i think that happens even with people who have not been diagnosed with any mental illness there are good days and there are bad days similarly if you are a person for example if i am a person who has lived with um 7 to 8 years of chronic depression um you you kind of must be ready to you must be okay with the fact that once you start 
coming out once you try to start participating in life um of course there will be one day once in a while where you if you don't go as as deep into the darkness as you were you will at least get a glimpse of it but again the better part is that once there are a few of those days right where you feel like you are getting a glimpse of the darkness that you were in before those days won't scare you because then you you know that tomorrow is going to be a different day so the darkness that i can feel today is not the darkness that um will necessarily stay with me tomorrow or maybe a week later um that's one way i think um also there's a quote i don't remember who said it a quote says um if somebody if you have a why you can deal with all the hows so i think having asking yourself what i really want to do what my purpose is um or what i really want to do with this life and that question is such a deep and vast question that you may not get an answer actually i haven't gotten an answer yet but just that question is so powerful that if you ask that question to yourself i think that questioning itself gives you the power to be able to go through the days where you feel the pain is too much cuz i tell myself that it is painful but i have to look back at my heart and say that whatever it is that's hurting me um there is a corner in my heart that is free of all hurt and there is something for me in there so what i can do for the moment is wake up and try to be honest to this life that i have been given and maybe one day i will be able to overcome may maybe one day i will have a clearer picture um from my own experience there was a time in my life when i thought will i ever be able to participate in life the way people around me do it was unimaginable for me for the longest time i felt like a zombie looking at everything from outside i was in a bubble that was out of the bubble that everyone was in and it is unbelievable almost that today with all the sets of problems that i have i am able to participate in this life i am able to wake up do things feel angry feel upset feel sad feel happy feel excitement this was my dream when i was in that state i never thought i could feel all those feelings as a feeling of looking forward even feeling of irritation feeling of sadness feeling of happiness feeling like i am invested in life this is happening today and when i was at the the deepest low of my depression i was so indifferent towards life that i never thought i could have any feeling towards life at all towards the events happening to me at all so um 
yes have a why try to ask yourself having it is very difficult try to ask yourself try to notice things in life that inspire you it can be a song it can be a, a quote it can be some stupid thing that somebody says anything that moves with you anything that stays with you can be your inspiration it doesn't have to be some motivational poetry um try to find out things that you can see some beauty in if something disturbs you and it doesn't disturb it doesn't seem to disturb the rest of the world don't discount your feelings um acknowledge yourself and acknowledge the feelings and say to yourself listen if this is what disturbs me i won't do this this is not what i stand for and this is not what my i want my life to stand for try to figure out what you want your life to stand for try to ask yourself what i i don't know but i think religion and quote and quote spirituality may help or uh, try to ask yourself what your relationship with god is whether or not you believe you don't have to you don't have to have any relationship but just asking these questions i think makes our minds aware that the universe and the world is much bigger much much bigger and there's obviously something very big grander than our grandest imagination happening out there that we that we are not aware of and that you believe in in if you believe in some justice or some compassion in the law of the universe or in the way that the universe works then um you will be inspired to hang in there to wake up to do the best you can if on some days the best you can is way less than on some other days that's okay to participate in life to be honest to yourself whatever pain whatever grief comes um try to not feel guilty about it if you feel like you have to cry cry if you have to feel like you have to cry almost every day that's okay if you feel like you have to cry yourself to sleep um that's okay to not judge yourself too harshly for being too weak or or for not being the way you feel that other people around you are and just try to listen to your heart and be as close to your heart as you can like when you're dealing with body they ask you to listen to your body right how your body is feeling what it's saying whether it wants food whether it's a uh, tired i think the same i would apply the same principle uh, try to listen to your heart how you're feeling about things what's your intuition about them what your opinions are about them um and obviously the very minimum the basics are um good food sleep and workout um not in order to gain some um body goals but um uh, some amount of physical activity and healthy food and then good sleep can really make a great difference in helping to propel you out of that um cycle if the cycle feels too hard to break on some days um so this is a bit of what um i have been able to figure out to uh live a life that has some amount of meaning where i'm still seeking things and some amount of self expression where um i feel like i'm able to express 
um i am able to experience and express life that i wasn't able to before um and this is all i have for this topic um if i have anything more or if i feel something can be explained better i will bring this up in another conversation and talk to you next time thank you